I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this, my friends, is the Try Hard Podcast. Two podcasts in a week this week. We are big time. Well, it is a big week, my friend. International Women's Day is on Sunday and we are treating you for double the try hard Double dosage. Fun. Double dose of the try hard goodness. And actually, on the theme of support, we decided to um, give back to some young ladies that supported us. I think one of us more than the other kind of gave back this evening. Um, yeah, well done for sitting in the warm and... Uh, Tapping away on the mobile phone. When we did our live event in Bristol, Nolly decided that we would offer a coaching clinic as a prize. And the girls at Bristol Uni Women's Rugby Club won that, which has meant that I've sat like a spare part for the evening because despite offering a live scrummaging session, <laughs> it wasn't taken <laughs> Hang up. Hang on a second, mate. You are sat there with your brand new stash on your head. Free They're- bubble hat. Thanks to uh, Keith the Chief for that. Yeah, so... Um, in terms of coming down here, it's an absolute privilege to to be able to see the girls. And you know what? I can't wait to get out on the field because there's so many people. I, I can't get over how many girls are, are playing. They've, they're doing such a great job. And I, I actually want a bit of inside information because I think we need to spread the love across the across the country. What sessions are you going to do with them whilst you're out there? Give me a, give me a taster. Ooh, um, so having spoken to Keith, who's the head coach, um, he spoke about the fact that they like to move the ball, play a lot of games, um, hand like handling, um, speed of thought, speed of feet that type of thing. So I'm sure knowing me, I'll probably do a little bit of footwork stuff and minimal contact. Well, you're going to do How I played the game. (laughs) Standard. You're going to do that in three separate sessions. So when you're not with some of the girls, I'm going to grab them and we'll have a chat with them too. Looking forward to it. Okay, I am joined by the esteemed club captain, (laughs) Frankie, who is a computer science (laughs) student here, but only in his second year and already the club captain. How did that come about? Um, So pretty much as soon as I joined the club, so I did rugby before university Mm -hmm. um, and coming to university, I remember at the Freshers' Fair, the first stool that I went to was the rugby stool, (laughs) like scouted it out, came up to it, yeah, I'm doing this. And then just in my first year, like coming to the rugby club and absolutely loving the environment that it was and... 
uh, I don't know, like something like women in leadership is kind of like the thing that I want to do in my career. So I was kind of like, this is a perfect opportunity. And it, I didn't initially want to be the club captain. Like I remember I wanted to be treasurer. Uh, and then a few money. of the, uh, money, yeah. money, uh, and then a few of the older girls um, kind of like spoke me into it and telling me that oh you can do this or that, um, and I was just like yeah you know what why not what's there to lose and I'm finishing in about three four weeks from now so I've done my year. Um, but it has been an absolutely amazing year for the club. So you played rugby before you came to uni. Yes. You were involved with Middlesex rugby. That's where you're from. How much did Bristol Uni? and the women's rugby team here make you want to come here? Was that a driving factor? Because this programme here is insane. There are yes. so many girls involved. Yes. Um, so researching universities, uh, naturally for me, I did look at unis for course first. Yeah. Um, but then I would say rugby was definitely a second and I definitely looked into the rugby programmes and the fact that like just looking at Bristol's profile and what they've achieved, I was like, wow, like the rugby is incredible and even bigger pool, pool factor for Bristol. Um, and coming here and being part of the club has just absolutely proved and confirmed confirmed my decision to come here. So I am not an academic. We've had a little <laughs> chat before we started recording this just to reveal how much of an academic I am not. But what I find really interesting here is that this is an incredibly academic uni. Mm. Now, you've got to be good grades to get in and you do like proper degrees, not the kind that I did. <laughs> like, no. my, mine was like colouring in and stuff like that, dot to dot. I mean, you haven't been to my lectures. So Gen- <laughs> genuine second year, set up a Twitter account. That was literally an assignment. <laughs> Nailed it, obviously. Uh, but I don't really understand how you balance the two here. Mm. So the high le- level of academia mm. with a high level of rugby and, and a very competitive setup with three teams running yes. in hopes of a fourth. So how nurturing is this environment? I would definitely say so. We've got loads and loads of medics within rugby. Um, as everyone could probably assume, medicine is a very intense course, constantly out at placement. Um, and as well, like the other girls here, it's such a range of degrees. But I definitely say the coaches are very considerate of what people have outside of the club. Um, and they're very, very understanding. Like, there's a few of us who uh, can't make games for certain reasons, and the coaches like do try and like understand, try and like make it work as much as possible. But at the end of the day, they know that we're here for university and for our degrees. So they are very understanding um, when it comes to that. And I do think uh, degrees such as medicine or like high contact hours, I've always gone by. If you give a busy person a job, they'll get it done. Yeah. So by taking on a sport, it gives people like an excuse to get out like take care of like stuff like their mental health but also do their degree on the side of it which I think works really well so we know that sport has that impact no matter what sport you're doing it's a often it's a release for people Mm. or it's another string to your bow in terms of your personality Mm. mindfulness all that kind of thing but where's rugby different what does rugby give you that perhaps another sport might not I feel like when I tell people that I play rugby I'm very proud about the fact that I play rugby because sometimes people wouldn't expect it um And I definitely say it's a sport where some people aren't really aware of women's rugby and what it's all about. And then just being able to say to people like, I play women's rugby, I've got a game um, this Wednesday, do you want to come and watch? And I've had people come down and been absolutely amazed by what actually happens down here. And I think women's rugby surprises a lot of people just because like what we're doing down here is incredible. So probably a a part of your role is recruitment. Um, And what are the kind of key messages that you like to give out to get girls to come and get involved here yeah so um our club our four keywords are ambitious inclusive humble and proud um and i definitely think this year um inclusive we've driven a hell of a lot so we've done so many things like give it a go sessions this girl can session we did inner warrior sessions like name a 
session where anyone can come along we've done it um tonight for example the fact that we've had nolly down like all over our, our social media trying to get new people down and for us like we don't trial people and even if you've never played before which over half of the girls in our club like have never played before coming they are guaranteed game time and they are guaranteed to go off to another university play another university and get the full university experience without being expected to have even hold a rugby ball before coming so the female support question is the last one for you okay. who is the person who has supported uh, you as a female I would definitely say my grandma um because back home so I started rugby when I was about 15 years old and I know that some people's grandparents aren't particularly ugh, it, it's annoying to say but aren't really happy for their granddaughter to start rugby but as soon as I told my grandma she was thrilled and back home she came to every single one of my games and she was the loudest person on the sideline, without a doubt. Um, and she'd be cheering on. And even now, like even though I'm away at university, she came to our Oxford game. We went to go play Oxford because that was really near us. Every single week on the group chat, I've got her going, so what was the score this week? What was the score this week? So I've always got her like nagging me, my grandma. She sounds like an absolute legend. She's Thanks for your time, Frankie. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I am with Esther, who is a third-year medic here at Bristol Uni. That's Esther, right. welcome to the Tryhards podcast. Thanks Hold the mic much. nice and close to your face. <laughs> We're going to turn some of these students into broadcasters by the end <laughs> of uh, the podcast. Just you watch. <laughs> so you didn't play rugby before you came to uni. You discovered yeah. it here. Yeah, I did. So first year I tried netball. Wasn't for me. Okay. And then second year I turned over to rugby and absolutely loved it. And you started this season playing for the seconds, but you found yourself in the first team now. Yeah. How competitive an environment is Bristol Uni women's rugby? See, it's a really good balance of competitive, but also really sort of nurturing. So you kind of want to do the best for yourself and the best for everyone else. And that pushes you and encourages you to sort of do better, if that makes sense. So... What I find amazing is you've got a twin sister at home. So do you now feel like you've gained, what, there's like 500 girls down here. <laughs> is it 500 new sisters? How strong is the sisterhood bond in oh, this club? It's such a cliche, but it is a really big, lovely family. Honestly, I, I haven't been in a club which is quite so so nice to be in. You know, whether you're on the pitch doing training or in a match or if you're at socials on a Wednesday, it's just, it's lovely to be around. The so you told me already that your brother plays rugby at Warwick Uni. So what was that like when you went home and you were like, mum and dad, there's another one in the family. I've decided to pick up the oval ball. <laughs> I think my mum was a bit distraught to start with because she's like, oh no, another person to be uh, worried about when she's playing. But I think they, they've been to watch me several times now. They absolutely love coming to support Bristol. Um, and I think, yeah, I, it's great that I'm following in his footsteps, kind of making my own way in rugby. Does he give you advice? He does. So he used to play scrum half. He's now moved out to the wing. But I think that's kind of where my love of it's come from. I used to watch him on a Saturday uh, playing for his club and at school um, and just absolutely thought, why can't I be on that pitch? Why yeah. does it have to be boys? So, yeah, that spurred me on. Do you think that rugby is a particularly welcoming sport for girls who are taking it up a little bit later on as opposed to a sport like hockey or netball that most of us would have played through school? Yeah, for sure. And and here there are so many people who've just done it for the first time at uni. It's yeah, I, I don't I don't know what it is about it, but everyone just seems to take to it. They take to it really well and I think it's probably just the encouragement of everyone else here. We're sat in the chicken shed, which is next to the pitches here <laughs> up at Coombe Dingle. <laughs> and up on the wall I've pointed out to the girls that there is a shirt that was donated by Stuart Roy, who is a former Wales international, former second row, um, who was a medic here. Now there's a really strong history of 
doctors who were elite rugby players is it something that's starting to go hand in hand in women's medical studies do you think definitely um I mean I don't know how many girls there are playing rugby who are also medics there's quite a large number of us in the first team alone I think there are probably about five girls give or take um and in the second team even more and third team so there's quite a strong correlation between medicine and rugby for some unknown reason. And we've also uh, started our own Medics Women's Rugby Club. Oh, which fantastic. trains on a Tuesday, so it doesn't, doesn't sort of compete too much with this uni, uni rugby. So a friend of mine went to Cardiff Uni and then went on a couple of lines towards Jamie Roberts. And he is often accused of suffering from medic syndrome, where he <laughs> will self-diagnose on the pitch. Is that something <clears throat> that you found? Obviously, you get bumps and bruises, a couple yeah. of bashes in rugby. Have you found yourself... That's definitely my ACL. It's gone. I heard it. It's very funny, yeah. And actually, when you see people who are down, they've gone down with an injury, your instinct is to sort of run over and be the medic in charge. But you just have to say, no, there's someone more qualified. Get the physio in. I'll just stand back. You do self-diagnose quite a lot. So one of the things that we've talked about a lot this week, it's International Women's Week on the podcast, and we're talking about support and where support comes Mm. for all of us in sport, in rugby, in life. So who is your biggest female supporter? That might be a teacher who you got through your biology A-level, a certain professor that you have here mum a coach in some sport who do you think has been your biggest female support I think it's definitely got to be my twin sister really yeah I think all the way through life we've always been sort of just like that fingers crossed sorry yeah. you can't see that I'm saying that, on, you did that on a podcast already um, but yeah she's she's always behind me whenever I'm going to play a match on a Wednesday I get that little text from her saying good luck you'll smash it and she's always there so do you think you'll convince her into rugby not sure I'll keep trying <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for your time. So I've now decided to come in from the cold and join LJ here in the warm clubhouse. Um, And I've brought in with me uh, the captain of the side and no other than England under-20s captain for two years and one from the enemy side, Bristol Bears player, (laughs) Phoebe Murray. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. You are also studying here at university um, medicine. Now, how on earth are you balancing university rugby... Um, last year you did under 20s but this year you've got elite side of Bristol Bears and your, and your uni studies how do you do that um, I think it's just a case of that I'm kind of constantly busy and you just you just get everything done I think if I have a spare hour I often fill it to go make sure that I do get everything done I think I, I tend to do that but I'm not quite sure I fill <laughs> it with maybe the academic side <laughs> of things yeah I think time management has always been something that I've kind of pride myself in because I've just kind of tried every sport under the sun so I've been busy for as long as I can remember but I think yeah you just do it because you love it and you enjoy it so just keep going and how has playing university rugby helped you um, as an elite player as well I think this kind of uni environment is where I get to express myself and try things a bit more than maybe I would in prem just because kind of it's really really encouraging and if something goes wrong then it doesn't it does I don't know the consequences aren't as significant I think um but here it's able for me to work on kind of my um what's the word my work on basically that so we sit down at bears and we decide what I want to work on and it's just an extra place I get to work on that which I think is a major advantage to me and actually as one of the more senior players here um, how do you see your role as supporting the other girls? Because there's, I mean, I genuinely have been blown away <laughs> by the number of girls that are attending um, ladies rugby, and, and you've got ones, twos, threes, potentially having a fourth team next year. It's just yeah. mad. <laughs> but how do you see your role as an elite player within that? 
Um, I think I kind of like to lead by example and be a bit of a role model, um, both on and off the pitch. So if it's on the pitch, I push myself hard, push others hard, encourage other people. Off the pitch, I think I try and drive a bit more of a professional standard. I think that's been my goal this season, just to make it more match to the Prem. And um, we arrived when the, the ones and some of the twos were in the gym and I saw you squatting. Um, <laughs> I can't, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I no longer play, I think, because people <laughs> shift a lot of tin. Um, but but how cool is that, that your university mates are getting to, like you say, train really similar to those players at Bristol Bears? I think it's been a massive, massive part of why we've kind of come on leaps and bounds in the past few years. Um, because as everyone knows, strength and conditioning comes hand in hand with playing. So I think we've physically developed and we do notice it that we're stronger, fitter than a lot of other teams. So I think that really plays to our advantage. And what would be your one selling point for this club in particular? I mean, you clearly, you get on with the girls as a good crack, everyone's yeah. having a laugh. <laughs> but what, if you had to sell me this sport, what would you, at Bristol Uni, what would it be? I think it's the inclusivity that it doesn't matter if you've ever picked up a rubber ball before, if you've done it for 10 years, it doesn't matter. We take anyone and everybody and just encourage everyone as much as possible. Would that include um, LG? I mean, I don't know whether she could get in for the academic studies, but <laughs> do you think? Yeah. <laughs> don't come in on this interview, mate. <laughs> You're here to press pop, start and stop. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so on the theme of this week of supporting women um, on International Women's Day on Sunday, is there anybody for you that supported you? I think my friends are probably my key supporters. I've got a really, really close, good group that both at Bears, both kind of at uni and mostly here at uni rugby. So I'm really, really lucky with that. Do you like to say any of their names or is there too many to name? <laughs> I'd say there's too many to name. She's one of them sat right next to me. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, Phoebe, look, I wish you all the best. Um, enjoy the rest time from the Bears, but make sure you smash it at uni. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What do you think?
I'm now with Beth, who is a third-year sociology student climbing the walls to get out of uni and into the real world, I can yeah. tell, chomping at the bit. But one of the more interesting stories that we've heard about this evening, you are fully-fledged, trained this evening, but not playing here at Bristol Uni. No. Tell me a bit more about it. Um, so I got... Well, I've had a few bad injuries, um, got concussed quite badly in my first year, spent sort of a year trying to get back into it um, with a lot of reluctant family members, um, trying to make friends. And I just sort of felt like this was my place, yeah. carried on working away, got back into it, got another concussion and just it just clearly wasn't wasn't sensible for me to carry on playing. But um, I've carried on playing and training and everything. And I was on the committee when it happened. So it was kind of a role for me. Uh, started playing again in my third year, started my dissertation on women's rugby, got concussed again and thought, oh, I'll have to stick around now for my dissertation. But, <laughs> you know, really can't get rid of me. So, How unique an environment is the University of Bristol Women's Rugby Club? Do you think if you were involved in a different sport here and had had a series of concussions that had ruled you out from playing, that you'd still be included in the way that you are in this team? Not at all, no. I think the nature of not having trials and things like that mean that everyone's welcome. And in another team, they just... There's just no time for people that essentially I'm taking up space, I'm taking up resources, but, you know, for whatever reason, they let me stay. And yeah, I feel like a valued member of the team, regardless whether or not I play on a Wednesday. Is it difficult for you emotionally not playing or actually do you get a huge amount of support from these girls as a non-playing member of the squad? Uh, it was really hard at the start and I always struggle with not quite feeling like part of the team, but, you know, it's not from anyone else. It's always from me and just the frustrating frustration of wanting to play but um no it's definitely not from anyone else and I I think a lot of the newbies especially were like you know who is this girl she just trains and doesn't <laughs> ever play but you know I'm I'm there on the socials and I'm out and yeah I was on the committee and stuff so I feel like one of the team. How special is a, a sport like rugby for inclusion and, and looking after their own do you think? Yeah I think it's huge I think there's solidarity and sort of breaking stereotypes and stuff and looking out for people and trying to encourage other people to show that it's not actually what you know, the stereotypes, I think, are long gone and just getting the word out seems really important. Yeah, I, I, I joined at the start of uni thinking, what else can I possibly join? I'm, I've never played any sports, so I can't join netball, lacrosse, hockey, anything we've got to have played county level, especially yeah. somewhere like this where, you know, it's massively private school. Tried a few odd sports and I thought, I'll oh, just... Yeah. <laughs> Quidditch wasn't for you then. Yeah, no. You spoke to me earlier on and, and told me that you actually your love for rugby has come from your uni days and it's something that you're quite impassioned to perhaps stay in now so this is your chance to pitch we, we've got a lot of people from the industry listen <laughs> so I want you to pitch yourself Beth and, and tell us what you want to do okay. and um, what you can offer rugby now you're about to graduate yeah with a first no doubt oh god don't say there's that. no shame in a tutu anyone <laughs> my boring skills are in logistics and stuff and I think that what I want to do is actually just do that in an area that I love and if I can do that in sport um, both in participation and in elite sport, just to be around the atmosphere and sort of enable and facilitate it for other people. Just, I love being part of a team. I love working towards a common goal and stuff. And if I yeah, can be the person that makes it happen, even if I'm not the one on the pitch, yeah, that's what I want to do. So as you've heard, we are talking about support and women who support us. So I want you to tell me, who's a woman who's supported you in sport? I'm going to have to say my mum. I'm not sure it's actually in sport as such, but... She, yeah, just in life in general, she's just always had a, of course you can do it attitude rather than a like, you know, what, you know, why are you playing rugby sort of thing. And she stuck by me when I was, you know, in first year saying I've been concussed again, not saying I think you should stop, but saying, okay, let's, you know, see how we can make it better. So, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Beth, and good luck for everything that comes after graduation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
I've actually managed to find myself a man among all of these women that are here. I found head coach Keith Leaker, um, who is doing a sterling job um, here at University of Bristol Women. Now, you do coach the Bristol Bears Academy boys, yeah. um, but why are you so passionate about working here with the ladies? Um, it's a completely different environment to coach rugby. Uh, so I've come from men's rugby predominantly, so as a head coach at a sort of level seven club and all that, all that goes with coaching older men. Um, and this is just a completely different environment. I think Bristol University is a different environment because it's predominantly people come here for the academics, not for the people don't really come here to play rugby. We're starting to get that now because we've changed the way that rugby is sold by the university in a way. But um, you just, you've got a lot of girls who are very, very intelligent, very bright. They're, they're, they want to work hard. Well, I don't know, because I, I did some stuff out there and the, the left and right, they might be able to write academic papers, they yeah. might be doing medicine, but they didn't know which way. No, rock, no. rock, paper, scissors could no. work out who won or left say, or right. I didn't say common sense, <laughs> did I? No. But they're, they're very intelligent. They're high achievers. They want to do well. So everything that they try to do, um, they're going to put their all into it. So we... and. You know, we, we've built an environment here over the last few years. We've got quite a large staff here. The investment by the university has gone up. The, the women's game's grown massively, and we've been lucky in a way that we've come in at the right time. But it's fun as well as high achieving. They, they perform. They want to perform. We make it more competitive every year. So the, the first team squad now is massively competitive, and you know, even since Christmas, that's changed. So now, since Christmas, we're doing a lot better because it's about competition. Phoebe's been telling you the sort of input that she's had with that and there's other girls that have come from that sort of bears, if you want, tills environment that are involved that, that help with that. But just girls who want to do really, really well, they're, they're very, they're good mates. They work hard for each other. It's just the usual rugby stuff that you get anywhere else, um, but just a different, more fun, um, different sort of environment and great to coach, really. Talking about the coaches, you actually have um, some females on the team. Yeah. Um, how is that dynamic important? Because I think as much as we encourage women into playing, I think in terms of in encouraging them into officiating or coaching, um, how has that helped you here? Yeah, really important. And we're, we're trying to do more of it, really. So seven staff, six coaches, female physio. That's, that tends to be normal everywhere, so there's nothing different in that, really. But we've got two female coaches. One is an ex-player, again, local player. Um, Gordano? Gordano Rugby Club, yeah. So, and... and Tough. Big shout out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tough and come from an environment, a completely different environment, and that helps. So, and she was, I coached there, so she was captain. Asked her if she wanted to do some coaching. She loves it here. The girls and love her. what's her full name? Lucy Hope. Okay. She's out of leave because she's a postwoman, so she's got to get up early in the morning, otherwise she'd be chatting as well. Um, and then we've got an alumni, so Jude, Jude Bear, who's come back to Bristol this year. She'd been away for a couple of years working. She did a, a level one when she was at university. We put her through it with the agreement that she'd try and get back to Bristol. She's come back to Bristol. She's coaching. She plays for Blackheath, so she goes up to Blackheath Gosh. every weekend to play. So she's a good standard player as well, but she's helping to coach, and she's we're helping to, uh, to learn their coaching as well. Um, we'll be looking to get more girls involved, really, and we're, we're, they're thinking that there's a new move at the moment that we're just discussing about maybe doing some, um, some Masters stuff in a couple of years. So try and keep girls involved. And you did mention to start off with that you like medics, you like engineers, well, anyone yeah. that's going to be here for yeah. at least five years. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So medics, five, some of them six, some of them seven. So Phoebe's, you're doing all right with Phoebe. Yeah, we do well with that. Um, Vets, medics, engineers, all that. When we caught up on the phone and we were organising this, um, I yeah. spoke about 
a lot of people often think that you're either academic or you're sporty and I think yeah. here is proving that you massively can be both but yeah. you we spoke about how you encourage these academic ladies that never have picked up a rugby ball potentially into this sport so do you want to talk us through a little bit about the fact that you say rugby actually helps with their degree uh yeah I mean we we try and attract new members all year, really. So we do open sessions all the way through the year, and we've done uh, RFU-based ones. We've done one they do this girl can at the university and stuff. In a warrior, we've done RFU. So we're always getting new girls. So there was there was probably half a dozen girls that you coach at the end tonight. They've only been here three or four weeks. So we've picked them up since Christmas. We're always looking to get people more involved. Um, and we sell it on the inclusivity thing. You've heard Phoebe talking about that, that everybody's welcome. But, you know, everybody says that, don't they? And, and we mean it. So, you know... All the coaches will coach everybody, so we deliberately target the session so that I'll coach girls who are new to the game as well, and we make them, you know, to make them feel important because they are important to us. Ultimately, it's at the end of the day. If I'm being selfish as a coach, it's a numbers game, isn't it? So if I've got 110 people playing, I'm very likely going to have 30 very good players, whether they've played rugby before or not. If I've only got 25, like when I first got here, the reality is. No struggle, especially so with injuries. If I'm being selfish about it, and we're trying to get them from other clubs and all that, and we do go looking for that. Um, so other clubs within the university. Within the university, we so we, we recruit. We try and recruit internally. We recruit. Try and we try and do a bit externally, but that's difficult because we haven't got any sports degrees. So we're we're probably le- aiming at the level slightly below the international level. We'll pick up one or two of those, but what we're actually looking for is people like you would work. So people who are in TDG. So if I can get half a dozen of them coming in through the door every year and they're coming for five years, it makes sense that we will get good numbers and good players. So, And that's why we'll get people who are first years playing in our first team, which you don't necessarily see in other sports. Um, it's why we'll get people who have come from boat and they were in boat a year ago and or 18 months ago and now they're playing for Bears. So we've got like Simi Pam who plays for Bears. She was doing shot put here. She was on an athletics degree wasn't going anywhere with that particularly she needed a change so we, we attracted her to rugby and now she's playing first team loose head for bristol bears and god knows where she's going to go with it because she's phenomenal so we just it, it's very inclusive we make it fun everybody enjoys themselves uh we, we all go out en masse even sometimes the coaches will go out and make fools of themselves and do all <laughs> sorts of things but at, at the end of the day it's fun our challenge has been and what we're getting better at i think is making performance fun because before it was performance or fun. Our big one this year is performance is fun, and we're starting to get that, and, and we're having, getting better. And having players like Phoebe here, yeah. who is playing at Bristol, has yeah. played um, at under-20s level and captained. How important is that to have role models like her here to set the tone, um, but at the same time have fun, like you say? Yeah, definitely a, a big part of it. And it, I mean, it's aspirational, isn't it? The whole thing is aspirational. So that we can, they can see that there is a possibility of going far with it. And the girls who are really good can. Phoebe comes in as a really uh, professional with a small P at the moment, but she, she works really hard at it. So the S&C stuff and all that now is a real big deal for us. We've been doing that over the last few years, made a big difference. And seeing people like Phoebe take it really, really seriously helps. So we've got like 50 girls doing S&C on a weekly or uh, twice a week basis now so it makes a massive difference it's becoming a performance environment which is what the university want us to get to it's why we're successful here it's why we continue to get funding um, and we are in competition with every other sport in the university so we've got to be quite clever about it well, I think we do well well I've been absolutely blown away the fact that you have 
I think I'm right in saying the biggest women's rugby section of any university in England. Uh, yeah, possibly. We're up there. Well, we're going to say it anyway. We're yeah, going to we'll, claim we'll it. We're going to say that that's what's yeah. happening here. Yeah. Um, the facilities are ridiculous down here at Coomdingo. I came here a number of years ago because my brother um, Sam studied here and it was a grass pitch and it wasn't anywhere near as good as what you've got. No. Um, but is there any woman that the theme of this week is about support? Is there any woman that you would like to give a shout out that definitely supports you? Um, well, I'm going to have to go with my wife, aren't I? <laughs> but, um, but seriously in that, so Leslie is um, the reason I'm here, really, because I, this has now become my job, but we ran a business together for 25 years, and then when the job started being offered to me, it meant that she had to take over the business, and my daughter's come in without Megan as well, so if they didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to do this. So basically, I get the easy life, because I'm doing, if you want, 35, 40 hours a week rugby, but that's not a job, is it? Yeah, that's just <laughs> So fun. Leslie and Megan, thank you very yeah. much for allowing Keith to come down and do such a wonderful job here at University of Bristol. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. No, thank you very much. Thanks for coming. Really enjoyed it. Right, you're flying off to Canada this week. Don't forget to do your match point predictions before you go. Please message me. <laughs> we are top of the league, mate. We have. To, I know. We how do we support each other this? on this? But at this point, World Cup, we very much thought we'd divide and conquer. We didn't. This time, do we do the same thing? Do we hedge our bets so that at least one of us <laughs> mate, wins? We, I think, yeah, we hedge our bets. We just go solidly, try hard. hard. Yeah, there we go. Right, Nolly's off to Canada. I will be at the... Um, shack in Twickenham on Saturday morning for a bit of a build up to Marley Packer and me Marley Packer and me are the new tryhards Marley the, Packer and me isn't that a, close to a film Marley and me <laughs> Marley, Marley <laughs> and me right we'll be in the shack on Saturday morning I'm going to have some free pints to give away so Ooh. keep an eye out on our social media I will reveal a password later this week couple of Guinness couple of Guinness for those who can come and give the password to me, courtesy of our friends at Matchpoint. If you haven't downloaded yet and you're not playing, it isn't too late. You can join in now and start winning free points. Give me one of your predictions this weekend because there's only two games. Um, I'm going to back the boys, obviously. I'm going to go England and I'm going to say England by 14. Okay, well, on that note, uh, see you when you're back from Canada. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 